All right. Part two of Rockus Bacchus with Marty Spriggs. Marty, say hello. Tell us about yourself. Well, I think you've heard a lot, you know, uh, ex-soldier, healthcare professional for 20 years, almost 20 years outside the Army, and now um, now doing something completely different. We were just talking about Africa, were we not? Sure. So... Okay, well, hold that thought. Um, so, <laughs> just sometimes Marty gets ahead of the program. <laughs> Sorry. So, just want to mention... Uh, um, I can focus, okay. but I can't talk. So pick a, pick a topic and weigh in. I'll be right with you. So, you know, all, all of this leads to kind of why I'm here. So All of what? Huh? All of what well, leads? Well, all of this story kind of leads to where, to actually why I'm here. So uh, I, when I got out of Bosnia in 93, right, got posted uh, back to Canada, into the Airborne, good friend of mine, John McIntyre, um, long-time John friend. John McIntyre? John McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, you know this clown. Uh, yeah, sorry, John. Um, he, he's a great friend. And, and uh, I can remember back in 93, um, he came up to me and said, you know, Spriggsy, there's something wrong with you, dude. And, and um, he was talking about behavioral you know, changes, changes. So he saw what, what did he notice that you had? Well, that's a good question. So, um, anger, uh, short temper, right. And you never noticed? No, no. no. So family did, uh, John noticed, you know, friends that were close to me said, you know, there's something off, off. You're not the Marty Spriggs that we know. Right. Right. So, but being what 30, I don't know. 30 something and, and young and relatively young, simple, yeah. young and uh, uh, in the airborne, you know, there's nothing wrong with me because nope. it was the culture never show a sign of weakness. Right. But I didn't even think that there was something wrong with me. I hadn't ma- made that leap. You yet, had right? known it. Yeah. Yeah. So went carrying on and it wasn't until about 2000, I think it was 2011, uh, so I'd been out of the army for quite some time now in relatively stressful jobs uh, where I had a mental health break. Um, I had a, an evening or a night where I came very close to, you know, suicide, right? Um, when you say, when you, when you're saying that you, you were very close to suicide, you, you mean you actually had a plan and you were going to kill yourself that. Yeah. And that I, 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 I was, I was into the plan. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I had, you know, taken steps to carry out the plan. Right. I stopped um, halfway through the plan because, um, to be honest, um, I didn't want my son to find me, you know. Yeah. And, and that was the thing that, that like, stopped the plan and, and got me through that night. Yeah. So the next morning, uh, called up Veteran Affairs and said, you know what, I need help. Yeah. Um, and again, this is... How, how long had this been going on? Well, like you didn't, you didn't, I didn't know up to the, up to the point where you, I, were like, saying I, need I didn't know. I'll tell you one thing though. When I was in college for the first time, um, when I was doing my nursing, we, we were, we were doing <laughs> abnormal psych and I saw a checklist for, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. Yeah. And I literally went down the checklist and I, I, I I had a whack of the symptoms, right? Yep. Now, 
I kind of dismissed it as kind of funny back what a, then. What a coincidence, right? right? What yeah. a coincidence. Ha, 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 this is, you know. And, of course, didn't put two and two together. Because, again, I'm not the smartest guy, right? Um, until that that night. Now, even then, I mean, I, I, I feel very fortunate to have, you know, lived through that night. Um, but uh, in the morning reached out to VAC and they got me enrolled into that occupational stress injury clinic. Yep. Right. Yep. And this is a result of the Afghan war. And, and I'll the tell fact you, that there was no social workers well, or mental health so, workers really available. Yeah. And you, even in 93, right. Yep. There was nothing back then. For oh, us. we didn't know about fucking PTSD no, or we didn't know anything. No. Right. And certainly that there was no help inside or even outside of the forces back yeah. then. So, Vac. If you wanted to keep things quiet, you yeah. could still go yeah, outside. Yeah. Yeah. So the operational stress injury clinic was amazing. Like I went through the battery of, uh, you know, testing and, and, and after two weeks, uh, they came back to me with a binder and it was like a quarter inch thick. And I remember being pushed over the table towards me and it was like, um, you know, this is your life, Martin Spriggs. And I, I read it through, and it it just made a lot of sense and closed a lot of um, or joined a lot of dots. Not close them, but join yeah. those dots. So started to paint a picture. Yeah, or dot a picture. So they be. so they came out and said stuff like, um, "You don't have you don't have uh, you know post traumatic stress disorder. There's a good chance that you did have it, but now." You've got what we classify as general anxiety disorder. Oh, does that trump the whole uh, well, I don't know. PTSD thing? What is this? Like access, King Me? Access I've... 2 or something? <laughs> I don't know. They all fall under the same, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure guys like you and, and all, the, <laughs> on all the psych professionals know a lot more about, because, you, know, you know, psychiatric care was never my, you know, forte. But um, so there I was. And how old am I now? I'm like, I don't know, 40-something? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, then, then, not now, dude. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, way older now. But, um, and now they're saying that I've got, uh, uh, you know, mental health issue, right? So it's like, okay. So me being me, I said, what's next? Like, well, what type of care is out there? What type of treatment? What type of therapy? Um, so they put me in two things. They put me in... Um, uh, cognitive behavior therapy, yep. right? Um, with a, a fa fantastic therapist who, when I met her, she was this tree hugging hippie from you know Colorado, and I thought, oh, this is just not going to work. <laughs> but she was amazing, and and I tell people, some of the breakthroughs were such simple, simple things that she used to either say or ask that that made me go, wow, you know, I'm, and, and again, I'm not that bright. Right. So when people introduce these ideas that I'd never thought about, or made me look at things from another angle, it's like, wow, this is just making sense. Right. And, uh, the other thing that I did is I did EMDR, which, um, I can't remember the what the acronym stands for, but it's 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 it it all revolves around rapid eye movement in in you know psychotherapy. Yeah, 
And it's, you know, one of those treatments where we don't know why it works. We just know that it works. And what you do is you retell events that were traumatic to you while you look rapidly from left to right. I mean, it sounds crazy, right? And what, how do they get anything for that? What, what does it back? What does it somehow test? So for... (laughs) For a dumb guy like me, the way that they... Dumb it down for me. <laughs> the way they, that they explain it was that it, it just reprograms the files. So if your brain is a computer, it, they reprogram it in a proper way, right? And, and uh, yeah. One of the things that... What, what are they trying to reprogram? Well, trauma. And, and, and the way that the body responds to trauma. So... One of the things that I was still going through uh, uh, was I'd still get night terrors. Uh, they weren't nightmares per such, but I could be woken out of uh, a sleep. Would you still be talking while you were waking? So, just as uh, sort of a no, an aside. So these would be screams, yep. right? And, and I was a single dad during those those years. Yep. And I still feel bad that my, you know, that my young teenage son had to go through this. I mean, he, he, he's not responsible for it yet, but he had to witness this. And, and he, he did became, he come to the front and help out? Well, he did, Steve. Yeah. I mean, funny that you asked that. So he used to deescalate whenever this happened. I maybe, I don't know, maybe it happened five times over eight years or, you know, whatever. But what he used to do was, you know, go, dad, 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 right? And you'd follow that down. And I'd, I'd kind of follow that down, become aware of where I was, yep. and then and then respond. That's wicked. Appropriate. I mean, it is, but I feel so bad about, you know, about... You, you can't feel bad, like, ah. I mean, you can, obviously, because you do. But yeah. you, you have that... that knowledge within you now and you go how how can i have yeah, yeah. not kept that under control yeah and exactly. that gets even more people wound up right why couldn't i control that so yeah. what i understand and again i'm not a psychiatric expert whatsoever i was primary care emergency and you know beyond yeah. but from what i understand um i used to be in a in a hyper uh state of alert all the time and okay. i never after attorney boss yeah yeah, okay. yeah, and I'd never come out of that. Now, there'd been more. Uh, 2014, I was caught up in the ethnic violence, you know, Malakal. I went through, like, the Civil War and the rebel assault and all, all of that stuff again. Where, where I did wonder if I was going to get out of there alive. I was about to ask that. Right? So did, there was that, So too. was there a, a, just the one time you felt like, just, fuck, I'm not making it out of here? Yeah, just, just, just the one time there, right? So, so now that you're already reliving this, I'm going to ask you, what was it that gave you the reaction that time? Well, dude, uh, it's like what, you're what in a you remote think? corner of Africa. The rebels are assaulting AK yeah. fire, RPG mortars. Of it. It's all coming in to uh, you're undefended the, the UN base. I'm undefended. I can't, and I'm responsible now for 60 staff, 60 international staff. I've got an American nurse. I've got, Kenyan, Rwandan, you know, Ugandan yeah. people. I'm responsible for them. 
um, we're out in the middle of nowhere. We're not going to get evacuated. So the UN evacuated to this, but like it was seven days later. It's like, what are we doing this for? I mean, it was just nuts. But so there was that moment. There was one moment where literally people were running down the street. It was just a horde of people running down the street. And you have those, like I had visions of just, you know, being hacked up, which, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm thinking. I wasn't hacked up. Not a nice, not a nice way to go, right? So, no. So, um, you know, kind of funny because. In, well, I suppose if you got it right cleanly into the melon. Yeah, yeah. It if you're lucky to get that first yeah. blow and get your, but they'd probably chop at you first. Yeah, nah, I'm thinking that wouldn't be a great way to go. Yeah, because you'd put your arm up and stop it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, um, I made. Uh, it was kind of funny because I did make a promise to myself there. I said, you know what? If I get out of this alive, I'm going to cycle across Canada. I don't know what. You know, I don't know <laughs> how Why? that process. Why that one? Yeah, and anyway. I did do that in 94, right? I cycled across, you know, Canada for Veterans Mental Health. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but all of, all of these things had just uh, accumulated and, and the stress response was still going at 110 all the time. And I didn't know it, you know. So it had all culminated with that one night in 2011 where I thought, you know what? Life's not worth it. We're worth it. And yeah. And the only thing that kept me alive was the thought of my son. And I'm thinking I can't do this to myself and or to him. Exactly. I mean, and you're going to feel bad about it. And, and no matter what, I mean, I, uh, in my own uh, issues, Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly the thought of how, where, and when crosses your mind because, you know, um, do you want to end up completely dependent on someone else? Not really. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. There's got to be some some other way out. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck, that just got dark and hurried, didn't it? Well, <laughs> but it's it's real, Steve. Yeah. I mean, it's and Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Issue. We're talking about each from each other. And I wanted you to say, you know, actually killing yourself. Because when you're talking to somebody, mm. don't ask them if they're thinking of hurting themselves or anything because hurting themselves gives such a wide yeah. wide option yeah. ask if they want to kill themselves yeah. and you know not everybody's going to answer you, answer you mm-hmm. honestly or otherwise but at least you you've you've got something to work with then yeah absolutely you know so after the seem to be a little bit of light in that rabbit hole yeah no there's always light there's always hope right that's I don't know. That's that's always been one of the things that I've thought to be true about life. So Sorry, after what, what? the treatment, went through treatment for like eighteen months. Thought I was good to go. Yeah. Went to uh, went to Africa. Didn't. Were you broke? Is that why you went? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm just going for the experience, and I I ended up thoroughly loving that time, and mm. you know, proud of work, proud of the work that I did there. But and there's a big but is that I didn't take care of myself during those years. I didn't do any maintenance. Uh, I mean, you came out of an environment where being fit was the norm. Yeah. How, how did you, why did you slip off? Was it just because of, of the mental injury back from, you know, 19, uh, well, 90 or 293, whatever it was? Or? I, I, well, I, I guess I just, I, I, I mean, it sounds 
kind of silly, but again, I'm not very smart. I just didn't have all the information that I kind of needed, or maybe I didn't hear it, or perhaps I didn't even want to hear it, right? Where, you know what? We need to keep in touch. You need to do this every month or so. And I ignored it, you know? I just just had a a very similar conversation with a buddy, and uh, that's what he said he did, or what he wished that he would have uh, improved. He said, keep those connections that you have, both within and outside the military. He said, because somewhere along the line, when you need it and you can reach out, you know, it's there for you. He said he, he didn't do that. And so I really didn't. I got some, some people I hang around or hang uh, my hat at frequently and yeah. shoot the shit, whatever. But uh, yeah, almost everybody that I've spoke to said, hang on, build, keep as many of those relationships yeah. as you can. And if you're not doing that, then yeah, you're probably, you know. Yeah. So I, I had those relationships. Right. I just wasn't relying on them, Right. And, 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 and yeah, did you, give, did you give it any thought or did, did it just sort of happen? I think it just sort of happened. Yeah. No, I, I knew that they were, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I knew that they were there and, but I just didn't go there for whatever reason. Yeah. Right. So now I'm out of Africa. I'm, I'm up working in, you know, the Yukon. I'm managing six healthcare centers there. This is 2018, 2019. And I have a full-blown panic attack, yep. right? And I went, holy shit, this is not normal, right? And, and I remember calling my brother, and and he says, well, you know, you you know what to do. You have, you have to make some changes. I don't think the changes were changes that he thought that I'd make, but uh, again, uh, I phoned VAC, and I said, I need some help, right? And they were really good, you know, for a second time. They, um, uh, this time, uh, there was, there, there, there was no, you know, there was no suicide action. There was just this, this, this one, uh, this one, you know, panic attack. There was no suicidal ideation or anything like that. But anyway, straight back into therapy. Um, I went on a, an anti-anxiety medication that, that was, that to this day, I'm so thankful for because it almost makes me feel normal again. What is it? Effexor. Effexor, yes. Yeah. Um, was it a, an anti-smoking drug at one time as well? Uh, wrong guy to ask you. Yeah. yeah, ask somebody smarter. <laughs> or just more knowledgeable <laughs> on that particular subject. You're a smart fucker and don't think no, we don't know it. No, I am um, so not. Don't believe that for a second. Um, so, uh, uh and but I left healthcare because I knew you know some people have said well you were a qualified nurse you could have done so many much less stressful jobs but to me I needed to get right out of it and and do something completely yeah. different yeah. right so yeah that's that's what I did and then I got rehold uh, enrolled in uh, yeah rehold would re- be bad <laughs> is that like yeah, reamed yeah, out yeah, yeah. you, don't, you yeah, do that, not want to get rehold that sounds really bad. <laughs> And well, you said it. <laughs> I did not <laughs> Degenerate <see>. bastard. <laughs> but um, I went back to school, did the whole rehab program with VAC, uh, <laughs> went to the Toronto Film School for two years, got another... Oh, did you walk up the carpet got, at all? Got another college, you know, diploma. I And I tell people I'm the most educated dumb guy that they'll ever meet, 
you know, because I've spent a whack of time in school. <laughs> but yes. uh, but anyway, you know, you're a professional student. I, I almost was for a long time with jobs in between. But uh, I think the big thing, you know, Steve, um, I do talk to people and there's two things that I say, you know, the first thing is they got to take care of themselves yeah. in the armed forces in healthcare, any stressful job that people do, they got to take care of themselves. Now, people told me that when I was back as a young fella. Teach and, a lesson. and you just kind of, you know, dismiss it. Yeah. But it's so fucking important. Yes. Right? So that's number one. And I can't, I can't disagree on that at all. No. Like, and then number two, and I don't think that you're going to disagree with this. Number two, if you're going through a hard time, reach out for help. Absolutely. You know? And, and I mean, they sound simple, yeah. and yet they are. Right? And that they're not. And that, you know, some, swallowing that pride. Sometimes, yeah, I, that's, I that's guess. That's what it is. I, I, I don't think... I'm an egotistical person, so maybe that helped me in a way yeah. because I was able to reach out for help when I needed that yeah. help, right? I didn't realize it at first, but and that was a bad thing because if I think that A, help was available back then, or B, that I reached out for help, then this is in 93 when, you know, Johnny McIntyre said, Spriggsy, there's something wrong here, right? If I would have reached out for help then... I probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to this. Probably not. But then at the time, you kind of think, you know, who would you have gone to, do you think? Yeah. You know, I mean, that whole mental health issue well, was really an the, issue throughout right. the 90s. And, and, and the and culture, yeah, the yeah. culture within the armed forces, especially yeah. back then. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Stiff upper lip, you know, fight through it, fight through the objective. Yeah. I mean, you know, n n never show a sign of weakness, right? And and I was immersed in that. Well, everybody we was. were, we were. Yeah, right. I mean, you, you walked around in those little booty shorts we had, yeah. And you better walk confident because yeah. you got little booty shorts on. Yeah, <laughs> you remember those? Exactly. I, I sorry, just a no, no, light moment here for a moment. I have a picture downstairs somewhere, and the Airborne Regiment is on parade, mm. so it must be at uh, Edmonton. I'm guessing. And there's a tall blonde with high heels and a pink uh, bikini walking amongst where they're signing papers. Mm. <laughs> it's unreal. Somebody should have said, hey, we got to get this unit sorted out now. No, I probably know who that dude was. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it wasn't a dude. It was definitely a guy. You remember when Chief K uh, got the hair transplants? Oh, yeah. 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 He showed up on trade with a bloody turban. Oh, poor dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, dumbass. Dumbass. He could have just stayed dude. in the yeah. corner there yeah. at the UMF and waited out the parade. Yeah. But he didn't. And yeah. McArdle, Sar Sergeant Major McArdle, put out the most wonderful <laughs> string of profanities. <laughs> it was musical. <laughs> it was, it was a thing so profane yeah. and unholy. It was just magic. I think those guys are probably a dying breed now. Right? <laughs> Who was the who was the other guy? Fucking big bald guy, three RCR, I think. Uh, three uh, bald guy. B. Oh yeah, bald guy doesn't. Sergeant Major. Yeah. Wasn't oh. Sergeant Major? Fuck. Who Jardine? was it? Jardine. Jardine. No. Who are you talking about? Jardine. Uh, well, three uh, three commando sergeant major back then was um, Jimmy Vinu. Off. off, off, Vinu. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't him. No, he had hair. Yeah. Then. Yeah. 
What are you doing in here? You're not supposed to be in here. Yeah. Okay, back on focus there. Um, I'll have to edit some of that out. Yeah. So somebody who is, uh, who, who is um, having suicidal thoughts, wants to kill themselves, what, what advice do you have? Other than, who, do you want to, who do you want to reach out to, for instance? You know what? I, 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 would, I would just say that I'd like people to reach out even before they got there. Yeah. You know? Just recognize that they're going through a hard time. Maybe, maybe they don't even realize that, that, um, um, that they're in the place that they are, but they know that something is not right. Maybe somebody's told them, as was my case, maybe somebody's told them that they think that there's an issue with them. They should look at that. Yeah, I mean... Uh... Yeah, because if you don't know it yourself, or you know, and it's that's tough. It's overwhelming. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so how do you? You know, you gotta. You're told time and time again, reach yeah. out in all my yeah, exactly in all my podcasts in in everything I do uh, in regards to mental injury, I, I stress that. Yeah. You no, know, there's some there's some way, um, somehow someone will be able to help you. Sure, this. sure. I mean, there is hope. And, yeah. I mean, there's there's always hope, and now for crying out loud, there's more programs now to help people. There's, I think, there's less stigma, right? I I think you're definitely right on that. So, I, I mean, it just doesn't matter, and you know, it doesn't matter what people's jobs are. It's just a friggin' job. And when Buddy fucking phones you and has that need, yeah, keep him on the phone. Sure. Keep talking. Sure. Find out what the yeah. problem is. Yeah, do not just say fuck. I'm really tired right now. Yeah, you know. You time and time again, veterans yeah. say, and a lot of other people say, anything you need, phone. Yeah. In my case, that's been the. It's been uh, what happens. Like, well, so you know, and you hear this, these horror stories in VAC. Um, yeah, but and there's more than VAC out there. Yeah, exactly. But even that, I mean, my personal experience with VAC is that I got treated really, really well. Yeah, I know? mean, I haven't, so I haven't a complaint about them at all. I have zero complaints. And I, I know that's not other people's journeys with VAC. I appreciate that. But um, certainly, if people haven't had any interaction with them and need it, I'd say go for it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're you're carrying a, a brand around or a yeah. scarlet letter of some sort. Yeah, um, like we only do this once, right? So people should live as long as they can and as healthy as they can. Well, I'm kind of Buddhist now, so I was just gonna about yeah. to ask you about yeah. Buddhism. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go, dude. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Maybe next time. Yeah, but I was gonna say something about doing your little round. Here now you got the whole Buddha thing going. I say, hang on. We gotta tell Buddha. Hang on. <laughs>